welcome to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Everybody Health and Mindset Podcast. This is Cassie, your host. Excited and happy to be back here again for another episode. Um, We are closing in on 100 episodes. I know we're still in the 70s, but I'm already thinking forward to that big number 100 and how to celebrate and what to do. Um, And I'm just really excited that I'm anywhere near that number right now. (laughs) Um, This week, we are going to continue talking about strength training because I do want to just kind of progress on what we talked about last week a little bit. And then I'll incorporate my social media this week to explain further about these things. So this is your opportunity to connect a little bit deeper with me, um, listen to kind of the stuff that I have to say here. And sometimes I hesitate to talk about specific exercises and things like that because it's so hard to explain without seeing, right? And obviously this is just listening. Um, But then I thought, well, I have this whole social media platform, my Instagram um, and my community on Facebook. And I thought, you know, we can combine the two. Why not? So you guys can listen to the episode today. And then if you're interested in learning more, about these specific exercises we're talking about today, just check in with my Instagram or in our Facebook group um, every day this week, and I will progress a little bit more and give some more visual aid um, to the things that we will talk about today. And hopefully it's also a chance for us to connect just a little bit deeper um, and a little bit more and kind of carry this into the week. I just thought it would be fun. So (laughs) that's what we're going to do. Um, Today, I'm going to talk about my top five strength training exercises that I think are a must for any uh, strength training program. Or even if you're someone that exercises at home or follows a specific program or something like that to make sure that these are some moves that are incorporated. They don't have to be something that is incorporated every single day for sure. Um, But I do think it's important for these five things to be addressed. So we're just going to go one by one, talk about each move, why I think they're important. And then this week on Instagram, on my reels and on my page and in our Facebook group, I'll be posting um, basically what each of these moves are and maybe explaining a little bit more, giving you some visual feedback of how to actually do them if you haven't done them before or if you are doing them and maybe you just want to check and make sure you're doing them right. So my top five strength training exercises that are a must. That's what we're doing. All right. Number one, squats. And you probably could predict that I was going to say this. Squats are so, so important for function. Okay. And I know I've touched on this in a couple episodes in the past as well. Um, but we squat all the time all the time. You know, it's funny because I'll I'll start working with a new person and I'll say squats and they'll say, oh no, I don't squat. And I say, do you sit down? Do you sit on the toilet? Do you get up out of a chair? <laughs> then you squat. Do you get in and out of your car? You squat, right? Um, so we squat all the time functionally in our daily lives, whether it's on two feet or sometimes one feet, foot or, you know, a variation of a squat, but we are 
always squatting as humans. And so it's important to train for that function. Now, when I say squat, I don't mean you need to be the person with the big barbell and the huge weights on it on your back Mm -hmm. squatting. There are so many different ways that you can work on functionally squatting and strength training with squatting that require weights or don't require weights, um, body weight. You can use assistance. It is something that every single one of my clients does. Um, I think my most um, oldest client right now is 79. She'll be 80 this year. And my youngest is probably um, 18, (laughs) if you don't include my children, which I don't think they're clients. But all of them do some form of squatting. So everyone in between from 18 all the way up to 79. And every year that she continues, she will continue squatting if we're working together. So squatting can look a few different ways. A lower level squat. So someone that maybe has sore knees, um, maybe has some weakness, or is just learning how to squat properly simple. It's a sit to stand, like from a chair, or sometimes I'll say the edge of a couch, like the arm of the couch is usually a little higher than a chair. A standard chair is 18 inches. Uh, You could go up to 20, 24 inches. Even I have some people squatting at starting with maybe hands on, right? Like hands on the chair, stand up, hands on the chair, sit down, all the way to body weight squats, wall squats, Squatting with a bar on your back, squatting with weight in your hands, squatting with weight at your chest, squatting with weight over your head, right? There are so many different forms of squats that you can do. The main thing that I will tell people to watch for when they squat, I'll give you the main tips and then there'll be an Instagram reel that comes out tomorrow or actually, sorry, today um, on Monday, which is March 28th. Sorry, I'm recording this the day before. That's why I said tomorrow. But the same day that this episode comes out, a squatting instruction reel will come out on my Instagram. So squats, main things to think about. Your whole foot has to be on the floor on both sides. And you have to focus that your heel has more weight in it than your toes. So the biggest mistake I see people make with squats is their heels lift off the floor and they push through the front of their feet and then they start getting knee pain. So feet are hip width apart or maybe wider, flat on the floor, weight is through the heels. If we're in a standing position, what we're going to do is stick our butt out and bend our knees. Knees must stay wide. So your knees need to stay as wide as your feet and your hips. Then you push down into the floor with your feet through your heels to stand up. So this is how I explain it in my group fitness classes. Um, Every action has an equal and opposite reaction, correct? So when we squat down, we need to push into the floor and that in turn pushes us away from the floor. That's that opposite reaction. If there wasn't that, our feet would sink right into the floor, right? So the main thing that I have people focus on is pushing through their feet to rise from their squat versus thinking about pulling up or standing up from their squat, if that makes sense. So you have to push down to get up, right? So squatting, huge, huge, huge for function. I'll tell you a quick story about squatting, deep squatting, um, and even kind of progressing into kneeling. Uh, When I worked in the physical therapy world, I had uh, a family come to physical therapy from the Middle East somewhere. We were using an interpreter uh, because the patient did not speak English, Um, but she 
had knee pain, knee arthritis, both knees. It was pretty bad. She probably could have used knee replacement surgeries, but she was refusing it. Um, And her daughters said, you know, she needs to be able to squat and kneel onto the floor. And it was for um, her prayers, the the way that she prayed. And so initially, and this was, I was young in my career, I said to them, well, what if her knees get so bad that she can't squat down to the floor and get onto the floor? And they said, that's not an option. She needs to be able to do it. And so we worked on it and we did it, right? But um, that's like an extreme case. But I truly, truly believe that everybody needs to be able to do a functional squat, bare minimum, in and out of a chair, in and out of a car, on and off a toilet. And sometimes those toilet seats are pretty low, right, depending on where you are. So it's important that you're able to have the strength to push your body up off of the floor. And we're going to continue with this um, with the next couple of exercises. So bridges. Okay, so bridges are the exercise where you lay on your back, your knees are bent, your feet are flat on the floor, and you lift your hips up off of the floor, right? That's a bridge. Now, if you've done a bridge in like a Pilates class or a yoga class, those are a little different than the bridges or the way I have clients do bridges for strength training. Not to say it's better or worse, but just different purpose, different way. So you're going to lay flat on your back, and then you'll bend your knees and bring your feet close to your butt, close enough where um, it's not super far away, but you need to be able to, again, keep your whole foot on the floor. And again, we're driving through our heels more than our toes, but the foot will stay flat, just like with squats. What you're going to do is level one is hands are on the floor. You are squeezing your butt cheeks together super, super tight. pressing your heels into the floor, and that then in turn lifts your hips or your butt up off the floor. So again, it's the equal and opposite reaction, press down to lift up. So a yoga bridge, they might say lift up like with your back, get your back as high as you can. We're not trying to use your back with a strength training bridge. We're trying to use your glutes, your butt muscles. So it's feet flat, heels drive into the floor as hard as they can so nothing could possibly happen except your hips lifting up. You keep your butt squeezed super tight all the way up at the top and then you're going to lower down slowly keeping your butt squeezed tight all the way down and that's really important. That's a level one bridge. If it's someone that can't get onto the floor yet, then I have them do it in their bed or maybe like on a a table, like we have tables in the gym where people can lay on for exercise. Um, But everyone should be able to do a bridge where they can press through their feet and lift their hips off the ground by pushing through their feet. And if you've never done a bridge that way before and you try it, you're going to be like, oh, whoa, this is way harder than than you would think. Um, Level one is hands are on the ground. Level two, you put hands across the chest or maybe reach your arms up into the air so that you don't have the extra help from your upper body um, to lift the hips up. And then you could always progress then into single leg bridges or marching bridges. You can get your feet up higher. So you can put your feet up on a chair and bridge from a chair. Um, You can put your shoulders up on something and do what's called a hip thrust, which is a variation of a bridge. But bridges are really important. And I feel like They are, dare I say, more important than deadlifts. If you know what a deadlift is, I do feel like that's learning to hip hinge with a deadlift is very important, but I don't think you can properly 
hip hinge from a deadlift until you can single leg bridge off the floor efficiently. And that takes work. Um, So for me, we always start on the floor. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care if you're deadlifting 200 pounds. If you can't get down into a bridge and single lift, single leg bridge lift off the floor, keeping your hips level, um, then you shouldn't be deadlifting. That's just kind of my my professional opinion. Learning how to utilize your glutes the right way, your butt muscles the right way is super, super important. So exercise number one is squats. Exercise number two is bridges. Exercise number three, I'm a little bit torn. I was going back and forth between um, something single leg and lunges, but I picked lunges. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Um, I don't have anything on a single leg in these top five, but I feel like lunges are close enough to single leg and get enough balance work to where I feel comfortable putting it in this top five, which I know sounds really weird, but single leg exercises are super, super, super important. Um, that balance is really important, but uh, I picked lunges. So There are a few different ways that you can do lunges. You can do a forward lunge. You can do a reverse lunge. You can do side lunges. My favorite lunge is the reverse lunge. So you're standing up tall. You're taking one foot to step back, bending both knees, lowering your knees, your back knee toward the ground. Your back toe is on the ground. Your back heel is lifted. Then, here we go. Here's a theme. Front leg full foot on the floor, driving through the heel, pressing yourself back up into a standing position. Again, watch my social media this week. I will give you um, a full tutorial on how to do a proper reverse lunge. But reverse lunges are something that all my clients do. Even my client who is 79 and has um, you know, a couple of knees that are achy and a sore back, she does lunges. They're modified. She holds on to something. Um, We don't go down as deep, right, as maybe I have my 20-something-year-olds going way deep into a lunge with weight maybe loaded on their shoulders or in their hands or maybe a band around their hips or, or knees or something like that. But lunges, to me, are very, very functional. A lunge is how you start to get onto the floor, right? A lunge is how you might find yourself in a position to get something out of a car or out of a low shelf or um, picking up a basket, like a laundry basket, maybe in a lunge, getting into your dryer, maybe in a lunge or should be versus just bending over at your back. Um, We do lunge, lunge type work all the time in our daily lives without noticing it. Um, And if you're not practicing it, chances are you may be doing some things wrong that causes knee pain, back pain, hip pain, all of the above. So that's why I picked lunge for my top five, because again, it is very functional. It's a great strength training exercise, again, to activate your glutes. You do end up on one leg for part of it. It incorporates a lot of balance, ankle stability, knee stability, hip stability, core stability. It kind of works everything from the ground up. And so that's why I picked lunges over something single leg. If I did my top six, there would be a single leg balance in this group for sure. (laughs) All different kinds of single leg balance exercises, but we're not going to get into that right now. All right. So we have squats, bridges, lunges. I think that's good for our lower body. Exercise number four is push-ups. Now, hear me out. I know um, at least most of my female clients hate doing push-ups. I personally 
hate doing push-ups. I've never been good at them, if I could say that. I'm continuously working on them. I can probably only do two to three regular push-ups with good form, and I've been working on them forever. (laughs) Now, push-ups do, depending on your body type, some people are at just a little bit of a disadvantage to do them. So somebody like me who is super long, I have really long legs, I have really long arms, right? So that puts me pretty far away from the ground. So it's a long way to travel down, a long way to travel up, long levers, right? Longer levers make things heavier, right? The further something away is from you, the harder it is. So that is why you will often see people who maybe are a little shorter or maybe have shorter arms or shorter legs be better at push-ups. Um, there is also a big physical difference, right, between a man and a woman. Um, men are built more uh, and and in a way where push-ups might be a little bit easier for them. But again, it really just kind of depends on the person and their body type. But why I feel that push-ups are important or should be incorporated into your weekly exercise program is that it requires you to lift your body up off the ground against gravity. And that may not seem like a big deal to you right now, depending on your stage in life. But I will tell you that especially after working with a population who was at risk for falls and or could not physically get themselves up off of the floor, that push-ups and working on pushing yourself away from the ground is super important and super functional at any age, really. There are times in life, no matter where we're at, that we find ourselves on the floor, right? Maybe we're picking something up. Maybe we have young children or pets or animals or... um you know, we're laying down in bed. Think about this, about laying on your stomach in bed and getting stuck there. Now, I know to some of us, it's like, Cassie, come on, I I have enough strength to push myself off my stomach. Sure, most of us have had since we were babies, but I will say that I've seen plenty of people lose that function. Also understanding that pushing, even if it's not off the floor, is a very, again, functional exercise. We push things all the time. We push doors. We push grocery carts, right? Um, We push our laundry baskets. We can, I mean, it would be, I should like put out a challenge. How many times did you push something today, right? If you're a parent, you're pushing your kids on the swing or pushing strollers or things like that. And so pushing is a very, again, a very functional exercise. And I think the true... Um, measure of do you have a functional push strength is can you push yourself up off the floor? Now, push-ups, again, can be done a hundred different ways. You can start with push-ups against the wall, right? And that's where a lot of my clients start. And sometimes that's where a lot of my clients stay, depending on their strength levels. But push up against the wall, do push-ups on a chair or like, you know, a lower surface, then move to the floor, do them on your knees. Then can you do them on your hands or toes? You can also do decline push-ups where your feet are up on a bench and your hands are on the floor if you're looking for a big challenge. But that push strength is very important to me, in my opinion, and push-ups will always be a part of any of my clients' workout programs. Um, And they are always a part of my fitness classes that I teach as well. So that push-up strength to me is super important. 
So we have squats, bridges, lunges, push-ups. And number five is some kind of pull exercise. Now, I know this isn't super specific. I'll talk through a few, but we have push. We also need pull. And our pull is sometimes even more important than our push because it helps our posture. Right. So I actually will give a guideline for someone who's writing up their own exercise plan. For every one push exercise, you should have two pull exercises. So a pull exercise, yes, it could be a pull up. Also, how many of us can truly do pull ups? <laughs> There's some people that can. I would say the majority of the population cannot do pull ups. I cannot do a full pull up. I can do an assisted pull up, maybe with an assisted pull up machine or with a big super band around my knees or my feet helping me. Um, but there's all different kinds of pulls. You can use a TRX and do pulls or rows that way. Um, another really good pull exercise is some form of row, where you're hinged at the hips, leaning forward, holding weight in your hands, and pulling those elbows up toward the ceiling, right? Squeezing those shoulder blades. So a good pull exercise is going to involve a squeeze of the shoulder blades, the back of the shoulders, the upper back. That's a good pull exercise. So you could do rows, you could do pull-ups. Um, there are, you could do rows with a barbell, a dumbbell, a band. Um, you could stand and do rows with a band like wrapped around a door handle or something like that where you're pulling back, driving those elbows back, squeezing the shoulder blades. Again, this is one of those that's kind of like hard to explain <laughs> without seeing it, but I think you can imagine pulling something, right? Think about um, your shopping cart getting away from you and it's super heavy and you have to pull it back toward you, right? Or pulling open a door. Um, anytime you lift something, it really is a pull exercise. Um, it's a total body pull where maybe you have your knees and your hips bent, so maybe you're in a squat or some kind of hinge and pulling. But anytime you lift is a pull. Um, you know, uh, even just grabbing a heavy pot of, say, boiling water off the stove and pulling it in toward you, we pull all the time. Um, the other reason that I think pulls, some kind of pull exercise or multiple pull exercises are important is because as humans, our posture is so far forward. And it's funny that we're talking about this because my other idea for this week was to discuss posture as well. And, and I'm sure I'll get to that at some point in the future. But, um, you know, we a lot of us end up with neck pain, shoulder pain, headaches, forward rounded shoulders and posture, and that's from lack of pull, right? And so the more pull exercises you can do, the better. And you can literally just go on Google and Google pull exercises and you'll get a whole bunch of stuff. But again, I'll update my Instagram this week and Facebook this week with some pull ideas as well. So for every one push, there's two pulls. That should be your um, your guide. And so those are my top five. <laughs> I didn't think it would take me so long to get through the top five, but we have squats, we have bridges, we have lunges, we have push-ups or a push-type exercise, and then pulls, pull-ups, um, rows, any kind of pull exercise. Uh, it's hard to do a body weight pull exercise if you can't physically do a pull-up. I will tell you that. So you need to um, usually have some kind of resistance. If you have a gym to go to or maybe a home gym setup where you have some weights, that's great. You can do pull exercises um, with gallons of milk or <laughs> laundry detergent or, you know, whatever you can find around the house. 
uh, cans of soup, water bottles, whatever. Uh, we can, I can ex- uh, go further into it on, on social media this week. But those are my top five, squats, bridges, lunges, push-ups, pulls. So I encourage you, if you are a regular exerciser, to go look at the program that you're doing and see, um, are those five things, are you getting to those five things at least once a week? You know, in my opinion, it should be more often than once a week for some of these. Squats, I would do more than once a week. Pulls, I would do more than once a week. Um, Bridges, lunges, push-ups can all be mixed in. And yeah, those are my top five. So I hope this was helpful for you. I hope it wasn't too much um, talking without having that visual. Uh, But we all have Google and access to computers in our pockets now. And so if there's something you really want to look up right away, go for it. If not, follow me on Instagram. It's at everybody with Cassie, E-V-E-R-Y-B-O-D-Y-W-I-T-H-C-A-S-S-I-E. I always have it linked in the show notes at well. Go follow me as well, I should say. Go follow me on Instagram. I'm posting workout ideas and, and health stuff all the time. But Uh, I will post some videos this week and some things that coincide with this episode so that you can get better ideas, Um, some tutorials. I'll go over a squat tutorial, a bridge tutorial, lunge tutorial, um, push-up options, and pull options. That'll kind of be my social media for the week. So I hope this episode was helpful. If it was, please share it with someone or rate it. You can rate on Spotify. You can rate on Apple. You can also write a review. You can go to my podcast page on Facebook and actually leave a Facebook official podcast review um, because you can actually access all podcasts on Facebook now as well. It's another platform um, that you can access them on. So I do have a Facebook page for my podcast, but I also have my community because um, that community has like 300 and some people in it and pulling them all over to a podcast page just wasn't ideal and it, it functions differently. So I have that page out there so you can listen to the podcast, rate and review it. And then I also have my community if you want to connect more with me and other people. So I hope you have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope this gave you some food for thought for your strength training that you are hopefully doing at least three times a week. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.